Welcome to Joke Fight Club, a podcast that is recorded live outside of Ops Comedy Club in Kingston. <laughs> Absolutely. My name is Matt Brown. I'm going to be the host and the judge. Let's meet. We've got three fantastic comedians for you. First one is Laura Lex. Hello, Laura. Hello. Tell us an interesting fact about yourself. Uh, I basically only ever lose weight so I can put it back on again. <laughs> My spirit animal is a boomerang made of pizza. <laughs> Excellent work. All right, next we've got Ben Powell. Hello, Ben. Hello. Tell us an interesting fact about yourself. I used to be a Labour councillor, but despite that, nothing I do, no matter how I do my hair or how I dress, can stop me looking like a squashed David Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Visual joke on a podcast. That's, that's what I like. Oh, right. Excellent stuff. All right, and finally is Mr Gordon Southern. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Matt. I was about to do a joke about my appearance as well. <laughs> well, carry on. OK. Tell us an interesting fact about yourself. I realised that this evening with the new tracky top and the glasses, is I'm dressed as Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm let's get like him today. <laughs> let's crack on. Basically, we've got five quick rounds. Uh, the first round is called my 1.28 pence worth, where the comedian's just going to have a moan about something. Uh, Laura, would you like to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, I want to have a moan about... I recently decided to get a tattoo. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm having a breakdown, what with being 30 in two days, but this is the fourth time I've mentioned at this gig, so... I, uh, I, I really wanted to get a tattoo. I don't have any at the moment. I thought about getting one, and I told my mum about it, and my mum's response was just cracking. She went, Laura, no, babes, you absolutely... Oh, you can't get a tattoo. You can't scar your body like that. They're permanent. Do you know that, babes? They're permanent. You can't just change your mind in six months when you're bored of it, and, and they're dangerous, you know? I've heard some people can die while they're getting them, you know? And do you know how much harder it'll, it'll be to get a job once you've got a tattoo, babes. So, when you can have a baby? <laughs> yeah. Did you listen to anything you just said? And it like, got me thinking, people are so anti-tattoos for all those reasons, and it, it pisses me off, because like, I've always thought I wouldn't have one, but I think that's because when I first wanted one, I was 16, and, and tattoos are like babies, and that when you're 16, it really says something about you if you get one. <laughs> <laughs> And then once you're 30, you're sort of thinking, actually, which one will help me keep my husband for longer? <laughs> Excellent work, like, Laura Lex, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Are you still going? Oh, sorry. Sorry, still going. Because the rest of the stuff I've written for this is shit, so if that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, ba babies are worse. Like, obviously, babies are worse, because if you get a shit one, you can't just cover it up with a bigger, better baby. <laughs> I, uh, I think people's main complaint with tattoos is they're always, oh, you'll regret it when you're older. And you think, it's not the tattoo you're going to regret, is it? It's the fact that you've got older that's the problem. That's like saying you'll regret that oil painting once you've burnt the canvas and shat on it. <laughs> it's, it's not that... Like, if the professional illustration that I've had done on my body is the worst thing about my body by the time I'm 60 then I've had a fucking blessed life <laughs> so I would have thought it would be more the colostomy bag and the tits tucked into my waistband <laughs> that I'd be pissed off with not the beautiful floral arrangement on my thigh I uh and I think if you're worried about what you're going to think of your tattoo by the time you're 60 just put it somewhere you won't be able to see put it somewhere you've got to bend marginally to be able to I've met 70 year olds you know unless I've got that tattoo on the back of my hand or point Pointless. I am never gonna see it. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, you can cut that bit. I'm, uh, uh, 
I've been testing out how I feel about bodily scars by carefully acquiring stretch marks over the last 25 years. I don't call them stretch marks, though. I call them Snickers tattoos. Yeah. I kind of, I'm really hoping that my body will be one of the ones that archaeologists... Uh, that's not how you pronounce that, is that archaeologists find in, like, 200 years. You know when they find a mummified one and they'll dig me up and they'll be like, oh, they were covered in tiny white scars on their stomachs and in a thighs. I think it might have been ceremonially... Like, Mate, stop. Unless the next words in that are pavlova eating. <laughs> you are fucking wrong. <laughs> Laura next, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Laura. All right, let's move on next to Ben Powell. What are you going to be talking about, Ben? Um, people who don't like people who fart, right? Because <laughs> I fart a lot, um, but everyone farts. This one, my ex-girlfriend was very anti-fart. She thought it was very uncouth. She liked to pretend she didn't do it. What she didn't know is that she was a sleep farter. <laughs> she thought she could just hold it in and it'd go away. No, the minute she fell asleep, it was like a firework explosion of sound. Um, everyone farts. The queen farts. She goes to a lot of them banquets. At least one of them, she's been tooting away like an old car. Like, everyone farts, so... But my ex-girlfriend was very anti-fart, so I had to come up with a way of dealing with it. Because um, I'm a loud farter as well. Like, I, um, I got... We got one of them lamps in the bedroom, like a retro lamp where you have to clap to turn it on and off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... <clears throat> so I had to come up with a way of dealing with it, and what I'd do is I'd be lying there in bed with her, and I'd feel it all building up, and I'd feel all the pressure building, and, and she'd say, you know, she'd look at me and she'd say, I love you. And I'd think, I, I, I like you, but I've got, I've got stomach cramps, right? I don't know what to do. So what I would do in that situation is I'd just gently reach down and grab one of my bum cheeks, <laughs> and I'd just ease it all out so it goes <laughs> which is a fart whisper or a fisper. Um, <laughs> but what I'd have to do over the top of it, because you can't just do that, I'd whisper, I love you. <laughs> and then... She'd look at me and she'd say, I love you too. Why does it smell like beef? Ben Powell, ladies and gentlemen. Good stuff. Uh, let's move on finally to Gordon Southern. Gordon, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm going to talk... I'm still angry. I'm still angry. Uh, it's been a few months, but the whole Brexit vexes me. I don't know if you voted to uh, Brexit or if you voted to Brimane. I find the whole use of language where they put a BR in front of something to make it more palatable. Bretarded, <laughs> like you can't. You go like, oh, me and my mates, we're good mates. Oh, we're having a bromance, but then he ruined it when he introduced bro hypnol. <laughs> <laughs> my worry is that uh, you know, as Theresa May said, Brexit, which isn't a word, means Brexit, which isn't a word. So yay, um, <laughs> great maths. <laughs> my, my main worry is that uh, as we leave Europe and become, essentially, we'll, we'll, our economy will be ruined, we'll become a third world nation, will the burgeoning middle class of India, where things are on the up and up economically, will their students, when they're 19 and 20, come to England For a gap year. <laughs> I can just see it now. There'll be all the middle-class kids from oh, Bangalore, and they'll go, I, just, I won't do the accent for obvious reasons, but like, I just want to come to England to find myself. I, it, like, I, I, I'm a hipster from Mumbai, but I just want to see the real Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> Treat it as a sort of spiritual... I've got sound effects. Treat it as a sort of <laughs> spiritual journey. Uh, and uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to a Weatherspoons because I just want to see strong, independent, powerful women glassing each other. Now, obviously, 
I'm not going to go on curry Thursday because that would be just naff. But <laughs> people like they're just going to go. Oh, I love England so much. It's so relaxing. The broadband is so slow. It's hilarious. And and I, I'm going to go to a county cricket match and just enjoy the fact that there's no one else there. <laughs> I even want to go spiritually. I think it's my my destiny on a Zumba retreat. <laughs> and, and I might end up, you know, just doing something, putting something back and maybe volunteering at one of their, one of their, uh, you know, uh, long-suffering NHS hospitals <laughs> and just turn up and volunteer for a couple of weeks, end up being the chief surgeon. <laughs> Go on and seven, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. All right. Very strong opening round. All, all something to offer there. Well done. I think uh, also you also get more points if you've written just specifically for this. Uh, and I think uh, Laura, did you write specifically for it? Yes, Gordon. Yeah. Did you write how could you tell? It? Hadn't done that before. No, not at all. But did you write for it? Um, the the, the one-liners were old, but the bit yeah. about the Indian gap years. Yeah, that's, that's new. That's new good. good. And but don't forget, I did have the old. Uh, yeah, I'll like that to be taken into account. <laughs> that was taken into account. You're going to win it just for Matt. Go on, Ben. It was an old bit with some new bits in it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. what I was just calling I'll you out on it, you cheat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think that was a fantastic opening round, and I think uh, it's going to go to Gordon Salmon. Well done, Gordon! <laughs> I've got other sound effects, don't worry, it's not just one sound effect. Excellent. All right, moving on to the next round. So the next round is called If You Could uh, Give Your Teenage Self Some Advice, what would you say to them? If you could give your teenage self some advice, what would you say to them? We'll go one at a time. Gordon, do you want to go first? Okay, first piece of teenage advice is... Um... Okay, teenage Gordon. Robot dancing never makes women's vaginas moist. <laughs> ben? Um, don't get too attached to your granddad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't die, um, he just turns out to be a cunt. Laura? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't count as losing your virginity if most of it ends up in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's something about Laura. Um, <laughs> you will um, meet the love of your life at least three times before you're 40, so uh, don't hang around in Leamington Spa for another year after you've graduated, waiting for Catherine to finish her degree, because once she moves to London, Gordon, you are fucking history, mate. <laughs> oh, sentence. Um, your dad will tell you that having a wee in public swimming pools turns the water green, but you'll prove him wrong. But they'll still know it was you, as uh, so you'll be halfway through getting out of the pool at the time. <laughs> um, Laura, you might as well smoke. You're not going to get any bigger. Oh, bless. <laughs> might as well be cool while you're tiny. Hey, Gordon, that feeler tracksuit top that you couldn't afford in 1986, they come back. But <laughs> they will make you look like the Liverpool manager. <laughs> um, stop wasting your time thinking about what kind of beard you might have in your late 20s. <laughs> you'll, you'll try November once, and it looks like you've tried to make a disguise from a Pritt stick and 11 pubes. LAUGHTER <laughs> None of your siblings die young, so you are going to need to earn enough to buy your own house. <laughs> one more each. Uh, one more. Two more each. Two, two more hey. each. Uh, first of all, hey, Catherine. I hope your BAFTA falls off your mantelpiece and upsets your dog. <laughs> you can get better than a quick fit fitter. 
turns out my career advisor was a bitter, lonely prick. <laughs> um, your ex-girlfriend, Rachel, is very quick off the mark. Um, just why it'll take you so long to find out that she's sleeping with him. Laurie, you're a teenager in the 90s. If you could turn off the Boys Own album for just like half an hour a week and listen to some Oasis, it would make all of your future self's conversations slightly less tedious. <laughs> Have we got one more each? I've got one more. Uh, hey, Gordon, guess what? In 1986, when you were at school and you and your mates went to London to the South African Embassy and you sung this at the top of your voices... Guess what? It fucking worked. <laughs> um, <laughs> the guy living next door who your dad told you was a magician was actually a heroin addict all along. It's <laughs> true. Uh, Freshers Week 2003. Enjoy it. They never find the body. Got one more, God. You didn't think lightning could strike twice after the whole Nelson Mandela incident, but then in 1989, <laughs> you and your mates were at a school disco singing this. <laughs> next thing you know, the bloody Berlin Wall comes down. <laughs> so be careful next time you sing, mate, because although people like Adele have powerful singing voices that sell lots of units and break thousands of hearts, your voice, Gordon, causes regime change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of that round, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause for three. Excellent work. Excellent work from all three. Uh, they, obviously, the sound effects is cheating, mate. It's almost like having a guitar, but yeah, you know, you know, it's as good as at, uh, you know, like having a six-string applause machine. <laughs> That's just comedians being bitter. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, and uh, I thought we all did fantastic, uh, but I'm going to give that round to Ben. Well done, Ben. All right, moving on to the next round. Now, it's only uh, Gordon and Ben in this round. Uh, this is uh, where it's called the poems round. So basically, comedians oh. have written a poem uh, which puts everyone out of their comfort zone and it's fucking hilarious for us to watch the other one struggle. I'm not in this round because poems are shit and I didn't write one. <laughs> uh, That's ben? a fun fact. That's a fun fact, it's true. <laughs> ben, ben, do you want to go first? Yeah, um, oh, God, uh, right. While I was in the pub, I responded to my friend Dan, and I said, for me, Wayne Rooney naked, completely covered in jam, like a delicious, scouse, slightly overweight idiot flan. <laughs> I'm licking it all off him, Cristiano Ronaldo, wearing only his tan. And when I stopped talking, he looked sickened and said nothing at all. The whole pub, in stunned silence, you could hear a pin fall. Confused, I looked, hopefully, to my other mate Paul, who said, I think you've misunderstood what we meant by fantasy football. <laughs> Very strong. Gordon Southern. Well, obviously, I'm going to cheat, so I'm going to do uh, a bit of rapping. Of, bit of rapping, of course <laughs> it is. Uh, so I just need to find out where people are from. Obviously, a lot of you are from Kingston, and, and well done. You, you've invested wisely. Um, is anyone here from Lancashire? OK, not doing that one. Is anyone here from Yorkshire? OK, which part, mate? Leeds. <laughs> See, I've got one about Leeds, but that, do I do the one about Leeds? That yeah, would be yeah, cheating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'll do, I'll do a different one, because just north of you, there's another place. So this, this is Yorkshire at number two, um, called York. I went for a walk in York. I went hiking, went to the Yorvik Centre, lived like a Viking. Ah. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't do the good one, which in, in retrospect I should have done, which is uh, Yorkshire One. So, Harrogate is adequate for shopping if you're stopping, but for all of your retail needs, leads. Um, <laughs> but you're probably thinking, you know, did Gordon get here earlier and prepare a bespoke rap for someone in the audience who was kind enough to share some information about themselves? <laughs> to which the answer is, of course, yes. Uh, oh, fuck, oh. <coughs> I really like DJ Shadow. So, um, very niche, very niche. I'm trying to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone has the uh, listening equivalent of epilepsy, I should have issued a warning in advance. That was, that was quite challenging sonically, I apologize. So this, uh, this song is called Piers. Yes, yes, yo. I'm Piers, a printer. I use vegetable ink. It's eco-friendly, but it doesn't half stink. C, M, Y, K, all my products smell of hay. <laughs> well done. Great round. What a great round. So well done. Uh, obviously, you're both incredibly superb. Excellent finish with Ben's uh, poem. But then Gordon making a tailor-made poem uh, for, for Piers in the front row there, mate. Well, you nicked it. You nicked it. Well done. Gordon oh! Sullivan. one for recognising poetry for the dog shit that it is. <laughs> Lazy. Um, right, so two more rounds. Uh, this next round is uh, jokes of your choice. So basically it's whatever the comedian wants to do and uh, let's go with Laura. Do you want to go first since you missed that one out? Yeah, sure. All right then. Um, yeah, I, uh, I guess I want to talk about um, who, who's, in a who's married in here? Just, oh, hands up, it's really good. Let, they were all cheering and smiling and laughing at me so much, podcast listeners. They are fully <laughs> invested in this shit. Um, I, uh, I got married last year, and uh, especially if you're a woman, you get about a 15-month grace period after you get married. My newlyweds over there, you won't know this yet. You've got about a year and a half before people just start looking at your stomach and going, so when are you going to have a baby then? Are you gonna, when are you going to have a baby then? Like, I've got to the point with my in-laws now where if I'm not drinking alcohol by the time I've got my shoes off, <laughs> they just assume I pretty much have to come in in a gin hat going hey pass the brie <laughs> there's nothing in here I'm good it's, it's quite a lot of pressure to have kids and I think just because you found the love of your life why does that mean you have to reproduce you know like I just like for me there's always been a reason not to have them you know when you have those happy barriers I mean you don't you've got four fuck mate get some barriers but you know you've got those like in my life there's always been you know once we've left university or once we've got married or once we're finally free of the shackles of the EU, you know. <laughs> you, you don't want to have kids while there's still maternity leave available, do you? <laughs> don't be an idiot. I'm quite scared about doing it, and I've always thought, like, I'll know when I'm ready to have children, and that'll be the day I've run out of the pre-installed wallpapers on an iPhone. <laughs> Seems to me the best reason to get them, so you know which phone is yours, you know. You click the button, you go, am I related to that? No, shit, that's not my phone, I'm sorry. You can have that back. I, uh, and I'm worried about it, because once you have a kid, that, that is your kid then, like, you've got to have that. And, like, it's really weird, Mike was talking about it in the first half, that cliche, you know, where he goes, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. And does that mean nobody deserves milk? <laughs> <laughs> 
Because like, cliches like that make me really not sure. Because especially as a woman, you get them written on bits of wood and people give them to you to hang about your house. Like, uh, a woman is like a tea bag. You'll never know how strong she is until she gets in hot water. And I just want to add on the bottom, and also don't judge her for looking like a bag of shit. Laura <laughs> <laughs> X, ladies and gentlemen. Ben. Uh, I've written some jokes and there isn't a theme. I don't usually do them, so I'm just doing them. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what really grinds my gears. The defective gearbox in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Lewisham, which is an up-and-coming area, by which I mean they're putting loads of big buildings up, and when they finish, all the cunts are coming. <laughs> um, me and my girlfriend decided to go Dutch on our last date, so... When we finished our meal, we um, colonised South Africa. <laughs> um, my dad used to read us the riot act when we were growing up. He wasn't annoyed at us, he just really liked legislation from the 18th century. <laughs> uh, I got a good job recently and I was really bringing home the bacon. To cut a long story short, I got sacked from the butchers. Um, um, <laughs> my dad always used to say, um, he said, don't put all your eggs in one basket, so I always look weird when I'm in the supermarket. <laughs> um, I don't just do comedy, I'm also a writer. I recently wrote a book on mice, but that didn't go very well because they're so small and you can only get about four words on each one. <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, I had my fingers in a lot of different pies. To cut a long story short, I got sacked from my job at the bakery now. Um, <laughs> Is anyone else annoyed that the coalition of countries fighting IS hasn't been called isn't? <laughs> the 90... This is the worst joke I've ever written. <laughs> Wait for this. Um, That's how you intro a joke. <laughs> the, the 90s Labour cabinet had an accident while on holiday in Egypt. Prescott, Blair and Johnson all jumped on, but straw broke the camel's back. It was... Um, um, <laughs> I've been burning the candle at both ends recently. To cut a long story short, I got sacked from my job at the candlestick maker. Um, thanks. Well done, man. You're right. Mr. Okay. Gordon Southern. I have a load of uh, unrelated one-liners, but you've been married a year and you seem really happy, and you've been married a week and you seem really happy, so I just need to let you know that I'm also married, but... Um... <laughs> Completion date pending. Uh, uh, my wife and I are having a trial separation. I obviously hope to get acquitted. I'd like to have taken into account the ten years I've already served without trial. Okay, on with the jokes. On with the jokes. Uh, Alpachin caffeine shampoo costs seven pounds. So I just use Nescafe instead. Uh, it makes me smell all business as well. Obviously at weekends, it's Red Bull. House of Pain was struggling with the clothing quiz until the jump around. <laughs> Even though using your mobile phone whilst driving is illegal, the car phone warehouse is such a strong brand, the company still exists. <laughs> Not so lucky, Glove Box Whiskey Incorporated. <laughs> 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 
I've realised I've walked on stage, uh, dear listener at home, in a sort of uh, tracksuit, because uh, I'm, I'm in my 30s, I have been for 14 years. I feel <laughs> as though I look like, you know that science teacher who wants to be cool and tries a bit too hard? Like, hey kids, Einstein's theory, E equals MC Hammer, am I right? Uh, and on that subject, the sulfuric acid, you, you can't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen just celebrated her 90th birthday. I can't wait until 10 years from now when she celebrates her 100th birthday. Imagine the scene. She'll be sending a letter to herself, and on that letter, a stamp with her face on. She'll be there going, Oh, what am I like? It's all me, me, me. Or should I say, one, one, one. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I thought that was... I'll be honest, I thought that was one of the strongest ones. And as a consequence, the one I've put in afterwards, it was weaker. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know anything about natural selection, I don't think this one's going to make it. <laughs> I've just realised hummus is just grown-up ready brick. <laughs> I'm assuming, like me, you also enjoy a bowl of it for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I've got... I've got, like... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> four more. Strap in, four more. So we'll put some laughs in in the edit, right, guys? Um, customer, how much does this time machine cost? Shopkeeper, when? <laughs> I have abandonment issues because of that game that my... You know when parents play that game with their kids? Oh, where's daddy? There's daddy. Where's daddy? There's daddy. Your turn. So I went, oh, where's daddy? And then he fucked off for 10 years to live with his other family in Leeds. Tell <laughs> <laughs> you what pisses me off, and this might upset a few of you, gypsies. <laughs> yeah, coming over here, not paying their tax. Sorry, not gypsies, global corporations. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this one's... This is... Right. So I'm in, I'm in this lovely pub, and there's some people, and they're all getting their photo taken together. And I said, oh, oh, let me help you. What, do you want one with all of you together? So I took the camera off him, and then someone thought I was with them. Hey, do you want one with all of you together? And I went... I was too embarrassed. I went, yeah, of course. Anyway, it was such a lovely pub. It ends up there's all of us in a big group outside, and then one bloke on the other side of the street just going, come on, everyone huddle up. I need to get you all in. And he, he had, like, 60 phones on him, and... Uh, he started the car phone warehouse. I <laughs> <laughs> got there again. Well, round applause for three there, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. Now, the winner of that round uh, for the milk joke, which I thought was superb, Laura Lex. Well done, Laura. All right, we're going into the final round now. This uh, is a true embarrassing story from the comedians. A true embarrassing story. Uh, ben, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I um, worked in the Houses of Parliament, which is really weird, but... The night before, it was just the night before everything came back after the um, after the 2015 general election, and I we'd been all been out for like pre-work drinks. Everything was coming back, and I had a curry and loads of beers and stuff. And on the on the corridor um, I work on, there's just one toilet cubicle for the whole corridor. So about 11 a.m. I went in and did the vin de poo um, <laughs> the night after, and I was in there, and it was it was an awful scene. I mean, it was I'm genuinely embarrassed even thinking about what I did to that toilet. But then waiting outside the toilet cubicle door was Ed Miliband. And I thought, you know, after everything he's been through, to then... <laughs> have to come back to this. And so I said, um, I, said I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go in there if I was you, Ed. 
And then he said, how bad is it? I can't do the thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he said, how bad is it? And I don't know why I said it, but I went, do you remember that speech just before the election when you, you were meant to mention the economy and then you didn't? <laughs> just like that. <laughs> that's it, yeah. yeah that's Thanks, that. That's it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> okay, Laura, you're up next. I'm trying to work out which one to do. One of them's me being a dick and one is something bad happening to me. Which would you prefer? You don't care. Me being a dick. All right, yeah, fair enough. So it's New Year's Eve, right? And uh, I'm doing a gig. And, like, comedians are bitches, all right? That's, you need to know that with this story. So I was doing this gig on New Year's Eve. And one of, I was comparing. It was a lovely gig. But one of the acts was not great. Uh, <laughs> was just a bit of a misbooking, right? And then uh, after the gig, we were um, we were driving back to somebody's house for a party, and I was in the car with the guy that was doing the tech for this act that had been not great. And uh, and we got in the car and sat down, and it was like really close to midnight. We're about to get going, and he went like, "Oh, I'm really surprised that the promoter's like letting us back to the house after." And then this ambulance went past quite quick, sirens bearing, and I missed the end of his sentence. But I thought, okay, I've got the gist of this. I know it's going. <laughs> so I went, "Oh, mate, no." They, you, they weren't shit, it was just a bit of a misbooking, wasn't it? Because it's New Year's Eve and they weren't quite the right act for that. Like, you know, you can tell they've got potential, it's just the wrong gig. Ambulance finishes going past and he's looking at me like I've literally just shat in his mouth. <laughs> I was like, I thought I'd been quite tactful about that. You know, and he brought it up, what's the problem? Just as all the fireworks go off for New Year's and we're stuck in traffic driving through London together having only met each other two hours ago, he says... I said, I'm surprised the producer's having them back to their house because they spilled a cup of coffee on the carpet last time they were there. <laughs> he had no idea they had been not great <laughs> until I told him at the turn of New Year, all by myself. She um, <laughs> ruined his New Year. Yeah, oh, now I've put it on a podcast so that they'll always know I thought they were not great. <laughs> Horrible person going to hell, cool. Laura next, let's go. All right. To finish the podcast, please, Mr. Gordon Southern. Okay, obviously I've done a lot of dumb things in my life. Uh, this might have happened to a lot of you as well. I was in a hotel uh, and sleeping drunk, sleeping off a big drunk, and uh, then in the middle of the night, my bladder was full, and I, I woke up, but I didn't entirely wake up. I woke up from the neck down. My body's like, hey, Gordon, it's time to go for a wee, and my head's going, well, I'm drunk. Can you can you do this on your own? <laughs> And my body said, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best, and gets me out of bed, sort of like a weird, pissy zombie, and walks me into what it thinks is the ensuite bathroom. <laughs> uh, I'm naked, picture <laughs> it. And, and then, don't, you're married. <laughs> and then the door slams behind me, that wakes up my brain. I'm in a corridor in a hotel, naked, desperate for a piss. My brain goes, what the fuck have you done, buddy? My body said, I'm not usually left in charge. <laughs> I, um, I need a wee as well, so obviously my brain's going, Whoa, try the door. It's locked. Okay. Try the door again. <laughs> How is it still locked? <laughs> and then I'm running around naked. Uh, I'm so desperate for a piss, I've kind of got a semi on now. You're welcome. <laughs> There's no toilet on the seventh floor of this hotel in Leeds that I can't name. <laughs> but there is an ice machine. <laughs> and there's this little, it's like the drain. I'm not going to piss into the ice, I'm not a monster. But the drain, it's like it wants me, it's penis shaped. So I, I uh, do what I have to do. I then go back to my room. How do I get back? I'll try the door again. <laughs> Still locked. Luckily, this is the great thing about being a university educated middle class person. I'd ordered a newspaper for the next day. And because I'm middle class, it was a broadsheet. 
<laughs> it was the Guardian, enormous back in the day. If I'd ordered the da Daily Mirror, I'd have only been able to sort of half cover my embarrassment, but I managed to make an entire skirt out of words. And I was so chuffing myself. And also, if you've got a tabloid, it's a bit weird, because there you are, probably still a bit dribbly, just darkening the face of Katie Price or some soap star who's been involved in some assignation or court inflagrante. As it was, there was me, and I'd made a skirt, and my penis was pushing against the face of Vladimir Putin, <laughs> which I think he would have secretly enjoyed. I then... Go downstairs to reception, like, look at me, I've got the whole Guardian weekend guide covering my embarrassment. I get a new key, I go back to my room, but I couldn't sleep because I thought to myself, this hotel, I can't say which one it is, but it rhymes with Madison <laughs> in Leeds. And, and uh, it's a state-of-the-art hotel. I think it's probably eco-friendly and carbon neutral. Even though I pissed into what I thought was the drain of the ice-making machine, it could have recycled. It could have been one of those ones that recycles any excess fluid that drains away from the ice and sort of reincorporates it back into the ice glacier. All I'm saying is, if you find yourself in a hotel in Leeds on the seventh floor, rhymes with Madison, Swedish, Swedish brand, and you think, oh, I might treat myself to, you know, some takeaway drinks, maybe a gin and tonic with a, with a bit of ice. Even now, on a molecular <laughs> level... <laughs> Could be Gordon's. <laughs> Very tidy finish. Very tidy finish. Well done. All right, so uh, the winner of that round is uh, for purely MacGyver in your way out of the terrible situation, mate. It's Gordon Southern. Well done, Gordon. So that is the end of the podcast. In fact, the winner of the whole podcast is again Gordon Southern. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> More sound effects. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, like us on Facebook and it's at Joke Folk Club on Twitter and uh, spread the word. Uh, before we go, please, one more round of applause for all our fantastic comedians. <laughs> See you next week.